What's up? What's up, everybody? Welcome to another show, man. Our last uh, last show for the regular season before we get to the play-in tournament, guys. You know we're here Monday through Friday uh, breaking guys off with our NBA bets, man. Um, I am your host, Jay Money. We have our guy Josh with us, a.k.a. Point. We got our guy Alex Christensen as well with us, a.k.a. News, man. Alex, how you doing over there, my brother? Is everything cool with you? It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood because the Masters is on, so I can focus on that and not just what seems to be every day a crazier slate of NBA games. You know, two nights ago we had 13 games with an average spread of nine. The night after that, out of the 12, out of 16 teams that were playing, 12 run it back to back. Last night we had five games, only one of which included a game, a game with two teams trying their best. Tonight we have 11, and we got stuff going on tonight. Like the Orlando Magic have decided to bench their entire starting roster, basically their seven best guys, which I assume is something. Some sort of spiteful move to try to keep the Miami Heat in the play-in tournament. I mean, uh, things are getting wild here. So we've got a couple more days. I, I could be more ready for the postseason, though. Yeah, I'm right there with you, man. Could not be more ready um, as well. Josh, how you doing, my brother? Is everything cool with you on, on that side? Everything's all right, man. Everything's all right. Trying to uh, recover from yesterday where someone by the name of John Butler Jr. decided my uh, wager, mm. which was cruel to say the very least. I was on a minus two and a half. He decided to throw up a heave with no time left on the clock for no real reason uh, to get hooked in probably the most brutal way I've seen this season. So that's kind of the time of year it is in the NBA. And and like Alex said, I mean, we're talking about games where guys are resting players for no apparent reason. The Dallas Mavericks have also pulled everyone except for Luka Doncic, which is quite strange. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be tough to navigate. It's one of those situations where... Uh, I wouldn't even recommend watching half these games, but we're almost through the worst of it. The playing starts soon, and that's when things get exciting again. Yes, sir. Things are about to get real exciting here today, man. Uh, so we have some plays today that we do like, some lines that hadn't really moved drastically. I feel like we have some good angles as well. Uh, can't wait to talk about them as well. But like I say, man, I'll, I'll be perfectly honest with you guys. I couldn't talk anyone off not betting, especially – I know this weekend I'm not betting anything. All the games start at the same time. A lot of sketchy motivation will be likely like some pickup type of games um, as well, man. But for today, I do think we have some good spots. First, let's take a look at our best bet record for the season in this one, guys. I know yesterday wasn't the best best of days we went 0 and 2 but still sitting at 15 games over 500 total of 782 plays in this one 393 wins 378 losses with 11 pushes as well like i say 15 games over 500 was a is a real good feat in my opinion with how how bad we were for a little while we were like 20 games under 500 there so i'm uh, glad that we made it to the finish line uh with some with some uh positive uh with a positive record in this one guys but we do have three games on the car we're going to go over our plays and we're going to answer some questions uh in the chat as well guys uh just just if you don't mind just let them be some some good questions if you don't mind guys but uh let's get straight to it here man first game up let's head over here to the streets of, let's head over here to the streets of indiana in this one guys we have the indiana pacers land seven points at the house versus the detroit Pistons in this one getting back plus seven on the road in this one if you would like to go with the uh, home favor in this one on the money line you can lay minus 270 with the indiana pacers in this one or you can get back plus 220 a little sprinkle there on the detroit Pistons. there is the weight on uh, over and under sitting at 232 and a half in this one, Josh. How are we looking at this game, my brother? I feel, I feel like there's a team that doesn't mind winning this game versus a team that uh, that doesn't want to win this game. And one of them just happened to be laying seven points here, Josh. How are we looking at this game? Yeah, we kind of spoke about this yesterday, and I guess this is just a perfect example of it again, where one team, the Detroit Pistons, they've done all the hard work and heavy lifting that they needed to do this season by losing enough games that 
they are already locked into a top three lottery odd position. And the Indiana Pacers are sort of alongside four other teams who are separated by just a game. Uh, and obviously, you know, those lottery balls are pretty valuable this time of year, especially in a draft like this one. So uh, it, it's just one of those cases where we've been presented, I think, an opportunity to take uh, a whole bunch of points on a team who doesn't mind winning versus a team that's probably going to go out of their way to lose this game or at least make it as competitive as possible. Um, so for me, it's, it's really simple. You take the plus seven here with the Detroit Pistons. You don't think too much about it. You certainly don't watch the game. Um, but I, I do think that the Pistons are live to win this game outright. Uh, like I said, Indiana probably going to do their best to try and lose this one. And as a result, you know, the Pistons are certainly going to be live from start to finish uh, to try and get the job done here. Man, I could not talk you off a sprinkle on the Detroit Pistons money line here. You said it, Josh. This team has 16 wins on the season. They have the worst record in the NBA. It's solidified, right? They can win their last two games, and they're still going to have the worst record. Um, This team should not – well, first off, I don't think they should be getting seven. I don't think the Pacers should be laying seven versus anyone right now. This team does have the, f- the fifth worst record in the league right now, guys. So uh, if they win, then that's even less percentage points at, a, at, a, at, a, at their best possible draft pick. See what I'm saying? So – the Magic, the Wizards, and the Pacers all are tied at the fifth worst uh, record in the league. Neither one of those teams would like to get a win and and, have, and uh, obviously move up the standings in that one, man. It's a, it's, it sounds crazy. It's disrespectful to the NBA, but it's it's smarter in the long run, so I do understand it, guys. But I'm right there with you, Josh. We talked about this one last night. Give me the Pistons here, plus the seven. I'll live, and, I'll live with this play. I'll sleep nice regardless of what happens here. I do believe it's the right side, Alex. How are we looking at this game, my brother? board all three of us really like this spot and i'll talk about it from another angle you get to some of these games a lot of these teams should not be big favorites over anyone in any situation and when you look at what's left of the indiana pacers no duarte no halliburton we've got a beat up turner tj mcconnell might play who actually gives them pretty solid minutes it feels almost like the handicap i had i think it was it was it was a week ago friday march 31st houston rockets six and a half point favorites at home over a pistons team nobody cares nobody playing and it just seems like that quality of game and i i I'm shocked here because, I mean, the Pacers have been bet a little bit. Like, this was six, six and a half. We're now looking at seven here. And it's, again, you guys hit the nail on the head here. The Pacers should actively be trying to lose this basketball game. It behooves them. It is to their benefit to lose this game. The Pistons are out here. You've got a team full of guys, you know, trying to kind of make a name for themselves. James Wiseman finally has a chance to play basketball. He's out there trying to play well these last couple weeks. Marvin Bagley trying to prove that he's still useful here. Jaden Ivey getting his reps. I mean, these teams look pretty even here based on who's going to be playing and what shape they're in. You give Indiana maybe a small nudge for being at home. You know, I could see this game maybe being Indiana minus three, minus four, somewhere in that range, but seven. Seven makes no sense at all. I agree, Jay. That's why I was sprinkling with you. Definitely got to get a little piece of this money line. Get some free bets on this. At least a quarter of what you're staking on, on the plus seven. Yeah, I thought about you as well, Noose. I was like, hold on. Noose just took almost the same spot. Pistons were getting plus six and a half versus the Houston Rockets, and they only lost the game by six. This time around, um, I, f- I really feel like the Pistons, when you've lost 11 straight games, remember who they la- who was their last win came against? It came against this very same Indiana Pacers team as well, guys. So when you've lost 11 straight times, you want to close the season out with at least one win. You don't want to lose 13, 13 straight games to, lose this, to in- close out the season. Not when you can actually afford to win one of the 
games as well. There's rumblings that Casey uh, might not be back next year. I think they want to get one more win um, for Casey over there. I think it comes tonight. Uh, plus seven is way too many here. I do think the Pistons win this game outright, but I always say, if you're going to give me points, I'll take them every single time if it's the spot that I like the team to win. So uh, give me the Pistons here plus the seven. And I also can talk to you all some Jaden Ivey props as well. He's from Indiana. He went to school in Indiana. We'll probably have his folks here. Um, I think he goes crazy in this game, Allison. Like you said, TJ McConnell, the guys that they added on the injury list, I don't think they're going to play. This is a bottom-of-the-bench type of game for the Pacers. Um, it's, it's just not smart for them to win this game. Rick Carlisle's smart. He knows that we're all on the Pistons here, plus the seven. I do think this is the top spot on the card. And fortunately, this isn't one that, that has moved as well. And uh, it's overinflated in our favor for the underdog. So give us the Detroit Pistons here, plus the seven, for Josh, myself, and uh, Alex, and our guy, our producer, Alex, is going to ride with us as well, man. So I know we cash in on this one, man. Let's head over here to the next game, guys. We're going to the streets of Boston in this one. This line is moving right now. It's moving for a good reason here. We do have the Boston Celtics laying a point and a half. It is getting to where they are getting a point and a half now, guys. So the Raptors have flipped to the favorite as one and a half favorites here. Looks like they just ruled some guys out, but I don't cap games based off of injuries. injuries. This is all a, this is a spot play right here. Over and under, sitting at 222 and a half in this one, guys. I might say, this is a, a play for me in this one. Uh, I am on the Toronto Raptors in this one, plus one for the show. Uh, money line, whatever you'd like to do. Um, in this one, guys. Give me the Toronto Raptors in this one. Spot play. Triple revenge spot. Have a lot more to play for than the Boston Celtics as well, guys. Uh, Josh, any thoughts on this game, my brother? I know that the Celtics are your squad, but we have to admit, in this triple revenge spot, Celtics locked into the two-seed. There's not a ton to risk here. Risk of injury, things like that. The duplex spot as well. Raptors just lost in the same arena. I think they come out here and play this. I think the Raptors come out here and give it everything they got here tonight, Josh. I think they get the win this time around. Yeah, I think you basically covered it all. I think Jalen Brown just got ruled out as well while we're live. So, you know, there's confirmation that uh, Boston aren't exactly going to take this one too seriously. There's no reason for them to be putting a whole lot of effort in either. So it's all about sort of rest management, I think, for them. These last couple of games locked into that two seed. Toronto, like you said, they're still uh, fighting for seeding in the play-in and, and, you know, trying to do their best to try and claw into that 7-8 spot, which would mean, you know, the opportunity of just a one game to have to try and get into the playoffs. But uh, ultimately, like you said, it's one team that, that has something to play for, another team that doesn't have anything to play for, uh, one team that will probably be playing their guys large chunks of minutes as per normal, and another team that will be looking to avoid doing so at all costs. So, you know, this time of year, sometimes it can just be that simple, and, and the Raptors, as a result, are the right side for that. Uh, they're also, like you said, the fact that they in the same building, the opportunity to get uh, some sort of wrench back on, on this Celtics team pretty much straight away. Nick Nurse is pretty good at these quick adjustments in these back-to-back -back situations as well when playing the same team. So I think, like I said, unless you're getting the Celtics shooting 50%, 60% from deep for the duration of this game, uh, the Raptors should probably deservedly be favorites, which they are now. And I think that line probably grows a little bit between now and tip-off. Exactly. Yeah. Give me the Raptors. I did hop on them plus one. I I still play them on the money line. Um, I still lay minus one and a half, minus two. I think the Raptors get with this, win this game by at least five points, my guy. So give me the Raptors in this one, Alex. Uh, any thoughts on this game, my brother? Yeah, nothing terribly interesting to add. I think you guys nailed this spot. 
the Celtics have nothing to play for. They can't get to one. They're not going to fall down to three. So it would make all the sense in the world. Let's rest some guys. Let's try to get some other guys some minutes here. Maybe give Brogdon a couple, a little bit of a run here. Give him some big stats. Maybe get a chance at that sixth man of the year award, which he's probably not going to win. But there's just nothing in this for the Boston Celtics. And uh, they've been bad in bad spots all year. When there's no motivation, uh, these guys don't seem that interested in playing basketball. So uh, you take a look at everything. As much as I don't think Toronto is going to catch up um, to Atlanta there for the eighth spot, they're still locked in. They're still playing good basketball. So definitely Raptors are pass. Exactly, yeah. So give me the Raptors here, plus the one. That's for the show, but like I say, I do like them, minus one and a half as well. I like to talk about the current numbers, guys. So even though this is the play for the uh, for the show, it's, it is at minus one and a half now. I still like that as well, just to let you know. Uh, there's no real reason giving out a bad line uh, to you guys. Give me the Raptors to win this game by at least five points in this one. We're rocking with the six in this one, the Raptors, the dinosaurs. You see what I'm saying? But uh, next game up here, it's going to, we're going to the streets of Sacramento here, guys. Uh, not a game that I'd like to bit to be honest with you but we do have the kings here getting nine and a half points at the house versus the golden state warriors in this one uh, if you would like to go the money line route the golden state warriors are laying minus 450 on the money line as a of favors in this one or you can get back plus 340 with the sacramento kings in this one total sitting at 235 um in this one josh really tough game in my opinion to cap and i can tell you i want to tell you guys this as well if you're waiting till today to bet this game you're really late the, this line opened up at five and a half for the warriors now you're paying an extra four points of premium in this one and Josh, not totally sure that the Warriors would like to even win this game in theory if they would like to duck the five seed for the Phoenix Suns in that one, my brother. So, Josh, how are we looking at this game? Obviously, we know that the Kings uh, have a ton of guys on their injury report in this one. Look like top seven, top eight, not just all five starters, even the bench players as well. Malik Monk, Davion Mitchell. Uh, I want no parts of this game, um, and I would not be watching this game whatsoever, Josh. Any thoughts on this one? Yeah, it's hard. It's like you said, it's another situation where you've got one team who has nothing to play for and is probably going to sit their entire roster, it seems. Uh, and another team who should be going out to win this game. I know that, you know, they potentially want to try and dock that 5C, but I think it's more important to try and avoid the playing scenario. You don't really want to be in that environment if you can avoid doing so. So that's got to be the priority for them. Uh, but at the same time, you know, this team's won eight games on the road all season, nine games on the road all season, and they're laying nine and a half points. So you don't really want to be on that side of the fence either. Um, but uh, ultimately, it's an easy pass for me. I think the only way you could look at it is the Warriors. You've missed the best of the line by quite some margin there. So it's hard to want to try and jump on at this point. Uh, but playing the Kings plus nine and a half here when you're probably not going to recognize half the guys playing tonight for that team uh, is a pretty good reason to stay away from this game entirely. Exactly. Yeah, I won no part. It's a hard game to figure out, Alex. I do think there is a slight chance that the Warriors might not. I mean, their teams are trying to duck the Suns, right? They don't want the five seed. Somebody has to get it. Um, if the Warriors would like to, they could lose this one and then try to let the Clippers catapult them as well. But um, I just I don't really know uh, what to do with this game, Alex, uh, to be honest with you. Any thoughts on the Warriors land nine and a half points here um, on the road? I think you're crazy to bet the Warriors and lay these points tonight. Uh, maybe a Warriors team total over if you're looking to do something, but uh, the Sacramento Kings have had chances to rest all their guys, and it looks like tonight they're finally going to do it, but uh, mm -hmm. the market has been dead wrong about this team a couple times already this week. Um, uh, you go back and look, the Pelicans were four-point favorites at home. That never made any sense to anyone. The Kings played everybody because they felt like playing basketball that night and absolutely crushed them. Beat them by 18 points. You had um, the Mavericks went off, I think, a six-and-a-half, seven-point favorites. Got basically bet all day. Kings play everybody, cover the number pretty comfortably. So, I don't know what the motivation angle is here. I mean, if you're the Sacramento Kings, 
this is kind of a big game for you. It's the Golden State Warriors. They have just been eating your lunch for years at this point, and you have a chance finally to look at another division opponent and be like, that's right, we won the division. We're going to beat the stake of Golden State Warriors tonight. I mean, I, I hate to use the expression, but it feels like a great opportunity to poop in their Cheerios. Just ruin the whole situation for Golden State here. I mean, no one's waiting oh. for it. No one's expecting it, and that's why I think I'll be looking at Sacramento here. I, I don't know. Again, if you look what they've done the last few weeks, they might just come out and try to win this game. I don't know. I, it's happy to let this one go. Alex, you you have a knack for saying some shit that I never heard before, my guy. This guy here, man. Yeah, man. No, we won those parts of this game. I mean, I, I've noticed. I mean, I, this is the last day of the regular season, in my opinion. I mean, there's games Saturday and Sunday, but I mean, I won't be watching them. I won't even be discussing them. Nothing I won't even be looking at the card. Uh, so, th- yeah, this is a tough game, guys. I, I, in all honesty, real quick, I'd suggest to not even bet this game, to be perfectly honest with you. So I know we're talking about it. Uh, we don't know who even wants to win this game. So, top eight guys on the injury report for the Kings. Obviously, if they get ruled out, this one will balloon up to minus 13 or something for the Warriors, guys. So, maybe look towards some props. Uh, try to get ahead of it. These are in these type of games, you look towards some props, um, in my opinion, even if it's some players that you don't even know the name of. It's all about usage rate, um, in my opinion, guys. But uh, now let's get to some Q&A, man. If we have some questions um, in the chat, I'm sure some some somebody has some some questions um, on some games in this one, man. But uh, so let me see. First question in the chat, our guy Matt Mill says, what a solution teams resting players as NBA embraces sports betting uh, that has a huge impact on capping games. Josh, any thoughts on that question? Yeah, it's hard. I don't know if there's necessarily going to be a long-term solution. I think they've done what they can to this extent to make games as important as possible by adding the play-in. Um, you know, that's already made the last week or two a little bit more interesting than what it normally would be at this time of year. But, uh, you know, ultimately, it's going to be a near impossible job, I think, if you look in most sports as well when it comes to the final week of a season. Uh, you know, teams are, who are already solidified where their positioning is, they're going to prioritize health all the time, especially if they're trying to make a long playoff run. So, yeah, it sucks, yes, but ultimately, you know, this is the right thing to do by them. And I think to some extent, we need to respect that it's going to happen no matter what. So trying to tinker too much might actually just make things worse. Yeah, and it's only going to get worse, guys. And I always tell people, I know people want to bet uh, bet games. They want to make money. They're degenerates. But you don't have to bet these games. I mean, if you want to bet baseball or hockey, you can go bet something else. But you don't have to bet NBA games every single night. And sometimes the best bet is no bet as well. Alex, any thoughts on this question from our guy Matt in the chat? Yeah, I just mentioned the play tournament has definitely helped. Levering the lottery odds a little bit has helped. But at the end of the day, there's too many games in too short a period of time. I think that they need to start to look at you know, what basically professional soccer leagues do where um, the season's a little bit longer, but there's bigger breaks. You know, the all-star break in the NBA, we're down to about a week. You know, how do we find a way maybe to start the season? Like, I know we already started early October, maybe late September. Try to give these guys three, four weeks off in the middle of the season somehow. Maybe find a little tournament or something to plan, but try to find different ways. I mean, there's just, there's way too many back-to-backs. There's just so much travel here. I mean, you got to really think of how hard it is to schedule these teams that are playing each other all across the country. And again, I don't know what that looks like. I wonder if having maybe you know, more single um, arena events. We have a bunch of teams trying to play is the answer, but you got to find a way to make sure these guys have one, two nights off between every game. That's the only way we're going to get more people playing. 
Yeah, no, that's a great point there. It's a great point, man. Yeah, it's, maybe have to shorten the season by like shorten it by like ten games or something like that. Maybe that would help out um a lot. But I mean, hockey players play eighty two games. I know these guys are fighting, they're hitting each other, all this good stuff. So I know it's not necessarily running up and down the court, but it's a lot more physical game. So if hockey players can do it, they've been doing it. Um, I mean, these guys are up there. They don't play defense. Um, so I mean, I don't feel bad for them having to play eighty two games. You get paid twenty, thirty million. Some guys forty million dollars a year. I don't feel bad for them whatsoever. Um, go out there and do your job man it's really it's, it's it's people the regular guys have to do nine to five um five days out of week for the whole year they're not getting an all-star break of any of this shit, you know what i'm saying so sorry to go off on a little rant there but um you, hey you gotta you gotta put your your um your 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 work hat on and get to work man but next question in chat says uh do we think that clay could go off for 13 three-pointers tonight josh i, I guess so i mean <laughs> it's it's clay thompson he's always it's always possible uh, he's done it before against the Kings as well, but I, I think um, you know you're kind of you're kind of really pushing the, the needle here. If that's what uh, that's what we're kind of angling for, I understand the situation um, at hand, but uh, you know at the same time it's such a mammoth ask, and I don't think that's really front and center of what he's thinking tonight, and and what the team around him are thinking tonight either. So. Yeah, it seems a little bit of a stretch, but hey, at this point of the season, you may as well sprinkle for a little bit of fun if that's what you're looking to do. Yeah, no, if Clay if Clay is trying to break their record, that means the Warriors probably won't cover. So, uh, Alex, any thoughts on uh, Clay going for 13 uh, games tonight, 13 threes? I was just trying to figure out where 13 came from. It seemed like a particularly random number, but yeah, I mean, that's what he's got to do. So what, 13 threes, what are we looking at, 39 points? Just play him down 40 plus if you want or something like that. I mean, if there's any night he could do it again, if Sacramento does sit everybody, this is a game the Warriors could win comfortably and find some way to have fun just getting Clay 40 points. So maybe look at something like that, but sure, I've heard worst angles. Yeah, no, I'm right there with you, my guy. Next question in the chat, Contorius Lundell, any totals that stand out to you guys tonight, Josh? Any totals that you're liking? Not at all. I didn't really look into it properly. Uh, for me, I, I find it a little bit difficult when you're talking about guys basically sitting entire teams and then <clears throat> bench as well to try and adjust what a fair price would be for a total, uh, you know, trying to calculate what, you know, the value of a replacement is for a lot of these guys. So uh, I tend to try and stay away entirely from there and just try and look for the situational angle. So uh, I couldn't steer you towards any totals tonight. Any thoughts uh, you know, on any totals for you, Alex? Thought about maybe a Heat Wizards under this morning when it was closer to 219. I'm looking at 217 right now. Maybe just a touch of value in there. But like Josh said, when you don't know who's playing, it totals become doubly hard because you don't know what the pace is going to be like and you don't know what the shooting is going to be like. I mean, you could have a bunch of backups in there, have a pace of 115 and still go under because they shoot poorly or vice versa. So, um, mm-hmm. again, as you're trying to go through and comb things out, uh, totals can be pretty tough. Again, maybe a Heat Wizards total under, but nothing else really stood out. Yeah, we appreciate you guys for, like, trying to send us the bets, guys. But in all honesty, um, if we had the bets today, like, I asked him for the first half bets. If we had them today, we'd have official plays, guys. So I know it's it's Friday. It's payday. A lot of people want to bet. They need to make money. But um, these aren't the best of times in the NBA, guys. We try to keep – we're professionals. We do this for a living. Um, we try to keep it real with you guys, man. So we will not – we have some official plays, but we won't be forcing any plays. We can give uh, thoughts on some plays, guys, but we will not be forcing anything. Corday, uh, thoughts on New York – on the Knicks-Pelicans over 223? three uh josh any thoughts on that one 
Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I think that it's one of those situations where if the Knicks backups are happy to run and then the Pelicans find themselves doing the same, then it's going to soar mm-hmm. over the total. Uh, but if the Pelicans, you know, a little bit locked, a little bit more locked in and engaged, and they're the ones controlling tempo and they're playing at their pace and their defense is at its best, then you know it could be one of those games that stays comfortably under as well. So I think there's pretty fair cases to be made both ways there. Like I said, it's just difficult. And uh, like Alex said, sorry, it's difficult to project pace as well with a lot of these backup players. We don't know what to expect from the Knicks too much. So if you're banking on the Pelicans being the ones that control tempo, then I would actually lean towards the under. I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you. Because the Pelicans are still a top-tier defensive squad as well, uh, especially with the Knicks missing a ton of their uh, their offensive guys there as well. There, Alex, any thoughts on the uh, on a total for the Knicks and Pelicans game? I think it's under a pass. And as Josh mentioned, it's about who's going to control this game. And New Orleans mm-hmm. over the last couple of weeks have really locked in defensively, especially at home. They really seem to take control of these games. And it does feel like a Pelicans game where I think it's going to be clunky. It's going to be nice and slow. And they're going to be happy to grind this out as much as quickly. And some of the Knicks might really want to run this around. I think the Pelicans take control here. So it's under a pass for me. Now, some good looks there. So it sounds like we wouldn't necessarily like that over. Maybe under or nothing in no one, Corday. Um, last question in the chat, man. Our guy uh, Scotty says, Alex, you like any props with Bobby Portis from the books tonight? So we have a question specifically for our guy Noobs here. I appreciate the faith in me, Scotty, but I have bad news. There are no Bobby Portis props. Um, books obviously are, are a little scared to hang anything here. Mm-hmm. And with all these bucks out, I poked around quickly. Um, you know, our friends at BetUS don't have anything up here. I looked at a bunch of regulated shops. I don't see Bobby Portis props anywhere. If you have them, sure, go ahead. I, I mean, some overs tonight are probably good in that matchup, but I don't think that's something that's readily available for anyone. Right. Hey, Alex, I already checked it out as well. Josh, any thoughts on uh, props for Bobby Portis tonight? Yeah, I mean, like Alex said, if you find them, go ahead and play right. them. But it's it's going to be one of those situations where, uh, you know, they're going to leave it probably to the last possible second. And I'm sure it'll be pretty heavily adjusted. So trying to extract too much value might be a bit of a stretch. But that being said, yeah, it, it's that time where maybe there is no adjustment that could be made to give you a fair price given the situation. I like it. I like it. And Easy Baby 1988, he said, any good first half bets, my guys? Unfortunately, we don't have any first half bets today, my brother. If we did, we'd have them official on the show. Um, and with that, let's segue to our best bets for the show, guys. Uh, these are the plays that we are betting um, today. It's not a ton to like on the card, guys. So our guy Josh, rocking with Pistons plus a seven. I'm also on Pistons plus a seven and Raptors plus a one and a half. Um, if you still, uh, you can still take the Raptors on the money line or I still like the minus two as well. Raptors should win the game by five or more points in my opinion maybe a double digit spot as well and our guy alex rocking with the pistons plus a seven as well and also our our uh, producer alejandro's he's taking the pistons as well plus a seven i know we're cashing today my guys that's the show man the last show of the regular season we will be back i believe tuesday or wednesday whenever it is the first game of the uh yeah tuesday the 11th my guys first day of the play-in tournament we will be back we're here monday through friday giving you guys all giving you guys our best bets uh looking at the questions all that good stuff man i'm your host jay money that's our guy josh aka that's our guy Alex as well, aka Noops. Uh, follow us on, on Twitter. Hit the like button. Uh, retweet the show on Twitter. All that good stuff, man. Follow us on YouTube. You can go check out BetUS Sportsbook as well, guys. Um, that's where we're, we're trying to smack them up today. I know we work for them, but we're trying to take some, trying to get some money from y'all today, man. But we will be back on Tuesday. We hope everybody has a great weekend, a great day. Let's get some cash, man, and we're out. Detroit.